When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for listening to the latest Football Digest podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe now through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts from, so you don't miss a single episode. Morning, everyone. Um, it will be afternoon by the time that everybody sees this, but um, welcome to the Football Digest show, the women's football show. Um, I'm Laura Hartley um, and welcome. Um, We've got three writers here today with us again. Two you will be very familiar with by this point and on our second episode. Um, Jack, welcome back. How are you? Thank you, Laura. Yeah, nice to be back. And uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, Nice to see everyone again. Cool. And Beth, welcome back to you as well. And Hannah, it's your first time along with myself today. Um, welcome. How are you doing? Wicked. Um, so a lot has happened um, since the first episode was put out last week. Um, Jack, you were at the press conference at St. George's Park last week and when Serena named her squad and so much has happened. I mean, we had a belter over WSL weekend in between. Um, and we've also had some new but familiar names called up in the England squad. So we'll go through all of that a little bit later on. Um, so we are here for the Arnold Clark Cup. The first fixture is tomorrow. So if you're watching this on Wednesday, the first fixture is on Thursday. It's at MK Don Stadium against Career Republic. Jack, you're going to be going to that um, as am I. How do you think England will will fare up against Korea Republic? Because it's been over a decade now since since we last faced them, and obviously so much has changed. We've gone through several managers. Um, how do you think we'll fare up with them? I, I think the first thing to say is I think it'll be a, a really good challenge for for England because I think you know J- the Japan and Norway games, the last internationals at the at the start of November, obviously a long time ago, and I got the feeling that it wasn't you know it wasn't the strongest Japan side we could have faced then, um, and then England sort of rotated quite a lot against against Norway, and I think not only will Korea be a good challenge, not we all know the Arnold Clark Cup was great preparation last year, this time twelve months ago, um, but also I expect a, a, for the first game I'd expect a pretty strong team from Sarita. Um, which which you would hope would would still be enough to to maintain this this ridiculously long unbeaten run. Um, but I do I do think Korea will pose a good challenge. You know they've got quality throughout the pitch, a lot of experience at the back. Um, 
and you know they're, they're, they're Asian Cup runners up from last year, so that there won't be any pushovers. Um, but as I, as I said, I think I mentioned briefly last week. Coming, coming, going to Serena's press conference when she she named the squad, she was very keen to get over this idea that this is a clean slate now. That they're not, you know, they're not thinking about what they've achieved last year. It's 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 genuinely new year, new feel to the team, and uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be desperate to, to kickstart with a, a positive result tomorrow night. Yeah, and we've we've got a couple of kind of call ups. I mean, we we talked briefly about Emily Ramsey last week, her first senior call up, which is incredible. She's come through the England ranks anyway from all the way since I think she was about 15. Um, Beth, do you think in, I don't know whether it'll be tomorrow, but do you think at least with the Arnold Clark, she'll hopefully get a spot? Yeah, I would like to think so. I think obviously the fact that, we, that we've that we got three games, um, you know, I would think Serena would use one of them or, you know, at least maybe half a game, you know, depending on how things are going to, to take a look at Emily Ramsey. I think that's the best way she's going to determine whether she's in, in the picture for the World Club. I mean, it's going to be very, very hard to, to oust Marriott from that number one spot. I don't think anyone is going to going to do that um, in time for for the World Cup. But then, you know, you've got probably you would think probably Ellie Roebuck would be would be next and um, would is pretty much set to be, be be the number two going forward. But but you never know if Emily Ramsey does get get an opportunity at the Arnold Clark Cup, then then she could well, um, you know, solidify that that number two spot for herself as well. And obviously you would imagine when the World Cup comes around, obviously only 23-player squad, Serena won't be choosing four, go- four goalkeepers. So I think it'll be interesting to, to see how, what she does with, with in terms of Sandy McIver and, and, and Emily Ramsey. And I think, you know, the Arnold Clark Cup could potentially be quite decisive in determining who gets that, that number three spot. And it's really important being decisive but there's kind of been a couple of, I want to say spanners in the works, but Jordan Nobbs has now been recalled because of Fran Kirby's injury. Hannah, she had a massive weekend. She kind of sent a bit of a message to Serena and being like, I deserve to be in this squad, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of players, I think, Beth England being one as well, that maybe sent a little bit of a message, but I was really, really Please for Jordan Nobbs to to get that call up. Obviously, it's a really unfortunate injury for Fran. I am really disappointed for her, especially because she's spoken a little bit in the past about how injuries and how they impact her sort of life with the England squad. But for Jordan, I was really pleased purely for the fact that I can imagine it was a really tough decision to make that move to Villa in January. You know, Arsenal through and through, twelve years at the club. It, that's not an easy decision to make, but. Her England place was on the line and and the fact that she's made that move and obviously getting the three goals at the weekend will only (laughs) mean that she probably bounced into St George's Park on Sunday. But, um, you know, the the fact that now she has the opportunity to to not only perform at Villa, but perform in an England setup as well and and hopefully force herself back into that, that squad for the World Cup as well. I mean, it was a huge weekend, wasn't it? Not just for Jordan and Villa. But so many of the teams, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, a goal-thrilling weekend. There were some huge, huge wins. Um, Jack, do you want to kind of take us over the main talking points for you and how kind of those players can go into the squad um, with with the amount of confidence that that they should have? Because, I mean, the WSL, is the, it's off the scale this season. I don't think we've ever seen a season like it. How do you think that will, I think, impact the confidence for the Arnold Clark? 
yeah, I think there's a few players that we've mentioned there though, that their confidence will have, have skyrocketed. I mean, if, if you're Jordan, you're probably not. You'd be com- comfortable enough in yourself going into an England camp. The experience she's got, you know, the amount of caps she's got, but um, it's not a bad, it's not a bad confidence boost to have after not being in the original squad, is it? By by scoring a hat trick, um, I think it, it was a, you know, it was a. I, I was at um, Tottenham Manchester United on on Sunday, and and like Hannah touched on Beth England as well, sent a bit of a message. I think she. The, the scary thing about her is she's not even really truly on the same wavelength as a number of her teammates at the moment and yet she's still producing she's still got you know I think it's five goals already since she's moved to, to Spurs uh, and the goal on Sunday was just a, a bit a bit of individual brilliance you know she didn't even need any help from her teammates unbelievable solo solo effort um, and I think yeah that'll that, that there's a number of players you know Mary Earps again had a good weekend um, I, I thought Katie Sellen was, was outstanding for United as well um, so so yeah, there's there's definitely a, a lot of play. I mean, the squad's already been named, but it, it never hurts, does it, to go in off the back of a, a really strong performance for your club as well. And I guess I guess as well, the, the England environment now is so competitive. There's there's such a there's ridiculous amount of quality throughout, from one to twenty six on all of those names listed. Um, that you, you kind of yeah, you probably do need to be at your at your absolute peak of your powers for your club to to have a chance of of playing your way into the team. Although, as we've said three games over the next week. So I'm sure at, at some stage, everyone will get the chance to to show what they can do. I think this is a thing. I mean, I was at St. George's Park yesterday for for one of the first training sessions back for everybody because obviously after the, after the weekend, all the players kind of came in dribs and drabs and they didn't really have one big night to spend together and jam. And obviously we've got Nora Coombs coming back, who is the oldest member in the squad yet she's still got so much talent. And then we've got Emily at the bottom, who is the youngest. And the talent is insane that is coming through. And I think a lot of the squad is so young. And I know it wasn't the greatest weekend for Liverpool, but there's there's still so much talent that's in there that they could maybe sneak through in, in the next maybe year or so, isn't there, Beth? Yeah, I think really Serena's got a bit of a, an embarrassment of riches, really. And and the nice thing to see is, you know, I'm a big fan of, of Aggie Beaver-Jones as well from Everton. And I think, you know, this World Cup will come too soon for her purely because of the the competition. But, it, you know, it's an indication of, of the talent that we've got coming through. But yeah, for, for Liverpool, I mean, I was speaking to, to Missy Bokerns last week and, you know, she's obviously got one eye on, on the senior England picture. She's going to be um, representing the under-23s, as is Aki Viva-Jones um, at Prenton Park next week for their game with Belgium. But um, the future is is looking really, really bright. And I think, um, you know, Melissa Lawley as well, she's another one. I think if she if she, if she were ever to work her way back up into the to the England picture, um, it would be similar to sort of the, the Laura Coombs one. You know, she's had a bit of an exile from from international football. And um, I think the, the shame for, for Melissa Lawley is she's playing in, in a team that have struggled for form. And I think, you know, when there is such talent and so much competition in those four positions, then, you know, it's going to be difficult to work your way back into Serena's mindset. But she is a real talent and showed that again on on um, on Sunday against Leicester. I mean, it was a, it was a really poor Liverpool display um, in the context of the season and obviously a massive win for Leicester and they deserve credit for the way that they um, defended and, um, battled and, and really hung on but at the first half it was it was poor and it was a shame for Liverpool really because I think that win over Reading um, last week it felt like there was a real momentum 
um, going into the Leicester game. And it almost felt that if they got that win um, over Leicester, I mean, I know obviously we still have nearly half of the season still to play, but it felt like if they if they had got over the line against Leicester, that would have been Liverpool safe and probably they could start looking up the table rather than down it. And um, I think, you know, this, it was a sort of game. I know it's, it sounds probably a bit, a bit silly because you can't afford to, to concede early in, in any game really, but it was it was really that sort of game where you know if Liverpool went behind, then then Leicester were gonna gonna be dogged and determined and they had something to fight for, and that's exactly what they did. You know, Hannah Kane put them ahead inside the first, I think it was eight minutes. Um and then they they just battled for absolutely everything, Leicester. And, you know, Liverpool were, were unlucky in the second half. They hit the post, Natasha Dowie headed headed against the post. And um I think Matt Beard said after the game it, it felt like one of those days they could have been playing until Tuesday and still not scored and it, and it did feel like that a little bit and um you know I do, I do still feel like they'll be safe but I think um they they've sort of you know they've cast a, a slight doubt over that like like I say I think you know Leicester Brighton and and Reading will probably be be one of the one of those three sides I think will be the ones to be relegated but Liverpool have sort of dragged themselves back into that conversation a little bit, and and equally Leicester have, have really shown and um, what they're all about. But yeah, there's a, there's plenty of talent even in in these you know teams towards the bottom of the league as well. And I think the unfortunate thing for the likes of Missy Bocairns and, and Melissa Lawley and it, is that there's just so much competition in, in England are so good that actually you really really need to be at the very top of your game to to be in with a shout of getting a call up. Yeah, definitely. I mean. Just kind of wavering on the WSL and that win for Leicester, Hannah, that that win was so important. I know they are still very much rooted to the bottom. They've it was only their second win of the season, but how important was that for them in in that fight to to try and stay up? Yeah, I mean it has been a bit of a sensational turnaround for, for Leicester. I mean even before Christmas. I think even myself included, a lot of people have very much written them off and, and they were sort of destined to go down, but all credit to them. You know, whatever they've done over the winter break, it's clearly worked. There's been a pretty big transformation. I think the January window has certainly helped as well, bringing in a couple of new faces to sort of refresh the squad a bit and add a bit more quality, particularly in goal with Janina, Janina Leipzig as well. She's been outstanding for them the, the last few weeks particularly the, the game against Manchester City as well, even though it did end up in a de- defeat. She made like 15 saves, some double saves. It was, you know, an incredible performance. But in terms of the, the relegation fight, it has blown it wide open, um, even a little bit more than what it was. I mean, I know Liverpool probably will be safe, but it while I think there's three teams that are certainly in the battle, there's a couple more that could very easily be dragged into it, Liverpool being one of them. And I think even Tottenham as well. Um, you know, they're in a little bit of, of relegation form themselves at the moment. So from Leicester's point of view, the more teams that they can have in that battle around them, the better it is for them because, um, you know, more teams in the conversation, the more likely they, they might be to, to stay up. But I think given the fact that, that they have still like a game in hand and, and they've still got to play Reading at the King Power as well. And I do think Leicester's running is slightly easier than, than Reading's as well. I, I do think it is very much in Leicester's hands, which if you'd have said that before Christmas, you might have had a bit of a laugh, but but now that's their reality. And and I'm sure the these wins and these results will only give them more confidence that that they will, you know, they could go on a little bit of a run and and pick up some more results, particularly against the teams in and around them that that will hopefully keep them up. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's interesting that you, you bring in Spurs with that because although obviously they've they've now got Beth England, who I think, Jack, five in four games, I think it is. Every the last four games she's she scored for that she's she's been in, but Rianne Skinner was talking after the game, and despite it probably being one of their best performances on on Sunday, it was it was a good performance on their scale, so to speak. But it is still very much a contention for them and a, a stark reality that they could be in that mix because. They've got a record, a WSL record that nobody wants in, I think it's now seven straight defeats. And when you're putting that into the mix and you put it like that and you're facing teams like Leicester that can go on that run, how vital do we think that Beth England can be? Can she turn it around that much where they can make maybe some some shock wins and and, you know, try and beat the likes of Leicester. What do you think, Jack? I I definitely agree with what you both said. I, d- I don't think that Tottenham team, as, w- as well as they, they battled on Sunday, I don't think they are too good to go down. Um, and that's even with Beth England. They, they, even Manuel Uchabi, who's gone there as well. But they, they still look, they look like a team that's trying to work out how they want to play with each other and how they want to, to link up. There were a number of times in the first half where Ash Neville would break down the left wing and it would be basically her and her and England um, against sort of five defenders, and they just were they're, they're just not still quite clicking. Now, obviously, Beth England is still scoring goals, so I'm not, it's no criticism of her, but I just think that they they need time, and also their their season won't be defined by losing to Manchester United, but they're they're going to have to work out against the likes of Leicester, uh, Brighton, when perhaps they might dominate the ball a bit more, Tottenham, but they'll have almost forgotten how to do it. I think by that that point. Um, and I saw, you know, although their team has changed a lot in January, before Christmas when they lost at Reading, it was a similar story. They they didn't they had a lot of the ball, but didn't really know what to do with it. Um, no cutting edge, no, no real incisiveness in the midfield. Um, so I yeah, I, I definitely don't think they are too good to go down. And I think to be fair, Rianne Skinner acknowledges that um, and knows that they've got a real battle. To to the the worst the, the easiest way to get relegated, I always think, is by assuming that you're not in a relegation battle. And as we've seen, it can change very, very quickly. Leicester suddenly look like a team transformed, like Hannah said. Um, so, from a neutral point of view, I think I think it will be a really exciting end to the, the exciting second half of the season um, in the in the bottom half. It will definitely be interesting after the international break, especially as kind of a lot of the players have 
gone across the world and international because it's not just the Arnold Clark Cup that's happening. There's so many mini tournaments across the world that are going on and it's a real chance for fans. I know we mentioned this in in the last episode, but the the realistic chance of people actually being able to see these these players who are top class before the World Cup is is incredible. Um but just going back to the Arnold Clark Cup, I mean, I as I said, I was at I was at training yesterday and the vibe was very good. I mean, it seemed so positive. And I know since Serena's come in anyway, it seemed more of an uplifting camp. They've seemed more gelled together. Even the players that are coming in quite late on, like Jordan, who's been recalled, and Laura Coombs, who's got her call up, and Emily. Despite that, they seem to be just fitting right back in. Hannah, do you think that Jordan might be feeling, I don't know, a, a little bit of, not loneliness, but do you think she might struggle a little bit to get back in or do you think she'll slot right back in with her experience? Cause it's, a, it's a bit of a tale of two hearts, isn't it, with Jordan? Yeah, I, I think her experience is, is a huge thing and probably something that, that Serena might might look towards for a World Cup. Obviously, she's been there and she's done it and um, she's got that experience behind her. I think with any squad, you do need a, a huge mix of, of youth and experience. I think if you go too youthful, then, you know, in terms of the big games on the big stage, you might fade a little bit. Whereas when you've got that experience, but I mean, England is, is so lucky and you know I agree with what Beth said she's almost got an embarrassing amount of options in every position on the pitch which is not a difficult problem to have or not a bad problem to have I should say um so for Jordan I think it is probably a bit of a big tournament for her the Arnold Clark Cup hopefully if she can get some minutes she she might be able to prove herself again and I guess force herself back into the plans I think it was quite telling that that she wasn't in this squad initially that might suggest that maybe she's still very much on on the fringes of it but if she can have a a big second half of the season for Villa who are absolutely flying at the moment um you know then I don't think Serena can really ignore that to be honest so but I think Jordan will still be fine I mean she's got a good head on her shoulders she's you know a, a very nice individual as well and um I do really rate her as a player so I think she'll be absolutely fine, but it is it is a, no denying that it's a big tournament for her to really prove herself again. And and now that she's getting the minutes for Villa as well, it's it's looking hopeful. But obviously, you don't want to <laughs> call it too soon. Don't want to jinx it. I mean, just on that, who do we think? I'll I'll kind of go around um, from Jack Beth to Hannah, but who do we think will get a chance against Korea tomorrow? Because obviously. We've not played them for over 10 years. People like Laura Coombs, who is so experienced in the national team, but hasn't quite got her chance. She could prove vital with her experience against a team that we haven't played in so long. Jack, who do you think could be in the mix tomorrow? I think think Laura Coombs has probably got a chance, but midfield-wise... We, we, Serena might want to to revert to you know the the tried and tested three. I mean, if, I, I I can't I don't think we've had too many opportunities since the Euros of getting uh, Georgia Stanway, Kira Walsh, 
and then obviously not Frank Kirby now, but Anella Toon just in front of them. We haven't had too many opportunities that due to injuries, that opportunity hasn't come up that that often. Um, so I think we will probably see the the more regular midfield. I, I wouldn't put it past. We've, I know we've talked about the goalkeepers, but I, I wouldn't put the, the, the Mary Epps potentially getting rested tomorrow um, and maybe seeing, maybe even seeing an Emily Ramsey um, be given a chance. Because uh, like you say, there's four goalkeepers. So if they all get pitch time, you probably want to start giving them pitch time sooner rather than later. I think if Mary Oaks was to play the first two games, then then Serena um, might not have learned that much about each individual. And I know that where Emily Ramsey spoke to some of the, the media yesterday, including yourself, Laura, and, and talked about the importance of of communication and and like when when it, when her team's dominating possession, which England probably will be in these three games, the goalkeepers might not have a lot to do. How is she going to sort of in, impact? put her stamp on the position. And I think if you could match Mary Earps' level of communication, organising the back line. Because I mean, I was at, I was in a 62,000 seat stadium on Sunday. I could still hear Mary Earps talking constantly, organising that Man United. Like she never she never shuts up in a, in a good way. Um, so I think if Emily Ramsey can get to her standard in terms of organising, communicating, um, that that will be give her a really good shot of getting in to, as, as one of the three goalkeepers that, go into the summer so I, I think that could be the position where we see a surprise but um, he, as ever it's second guessing Serena Wiegmann is is not always an easy task yeah let, let's put a disclaimer on that we are not second guessing Serena she is a queen <laughs> um, it, yeah it's actually really interesting because Emily was saying yesterday and it was really really lovely to hear that being with there being four goalkeepers that is obviously a lot to to pick from obviously with just three games and and Mary will most probably like we've said head into the World Cup as as number one I, I don't think there's any doubts on that but it's really lovely to hear Emily talk about her time at Man United with Mary and how much she learns from her as well and between her and Ellie who are obviously kind of keep competing for that number two spot They've learned so much from Mary and they're so supportive of each other. And it was really lovely to hear that if one of them gets picked over the other one, they're going to help each other as much as possible. They're going to put all of their time and effort into supporting one another. And I think that's a really, really good. And I think that's a testament also as well to Serena and the clubs that they've been at of having that that teamwork and, and that support system within each other so that, that you know, with they can hopefully be a shadow of of Mary shouting out the lines and and everything from from the net. So I think that was really really lovely to hear from Emily yesterday about all of that. Um, Beth, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think as you say, it is a real reflection of of how sort of united this, this England squad are and and how together they've become under Serena Beekman. And I think. I always feel for goalkeepers, it must be the most difficult position on the pitch because, you know, not only do you get sort of all of the crit- criticism and, and very little of the glory, but you are, you know, essentially, whereas, you, you know, if you're an outfield player that you compete in for maybe two, three positions, there's only ob- obviously going to be one number one goalkeeper. And at the World Cup, you imagine unless Mary Epps gets injured, she's going to play every single minute. And um, now obviously at the Arnold Clark Cup, it might be slightly different and you know, I think I think that's the thing. It's regardless of whether it's it's Ellie Roebuck or Emily Ramsey or Sandy McIver who who go to the World Cup as as Mary Earp's deputy. It, it's 
the likelihood is they're not going to play. But it's not just about that. It's about the experience because, you know, unfortunately, Mary Oates isn't going to be playing forever and there will come a time in the next couple of years where we will sort of see her successor come through and, um, you know, camps like this and, and like, you know, the World Cup, even if they don't play, is so, so crucial for learning from, um, you know, an absolute pro like Mary and, and, and getting that experience. So, yeah, I think... Um, I would expect Serena to go fairly strong tomorrow. I think, as Jack said, you know, we, we've not had too many opportunities since the Euros to sort of get the get the band back together and and play the strongest team. You know, even sort of in the last um, the last camp, Lee Williamson obviously was out injured, and you know, I think as much as this is a time for experimentation and and seeing, you know, who's gonna who's going to make up the squad for, for Australia and New Zealand. I think Serena will also want to have a clear idea of who her strongest 11 is and will want to, you know, just get, get them to play together and get a bit of game time under the belts as well. And I think with, you know, being the first game of the tournament, with it being Korea Republic, it was obviously the highest ranked um, opposition that that, um, that England are going to play at the Arnold Clark Cup. I would expect in terms of sort of the midfield, it will be Georgia Stanway, it will be Kira Walsh, I would think. And then, Obviously, that sort of Frank Kirby position is up for grabs. Whether she turns to Jordan Nobbs, and um, you know who knows. And um, but yeah, I think I'm not expecting sort of too many big surprises. I think you know Serena will probably start fairly strongly tomorrow, and then you know maybe bring on the likes of a Jess Park or an Ebony Salmon, or you know to to give to give you know the, those those sort of minutes too. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who she goes with in the number nine position. Will she be? stubborn and stick with Rachel Daly and then obviously we saw and um, I don't know was it was it the Norway or the Japan game before Christmas obviously Rachel came in and 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 played in that number nine role and did a really good job so it'll be interesting to see where she starts on the pitch and um, tomorrow I mean I'm not actually sure what the the situation is with substitutions I don't know if it is it is it five does anyone know that and um, or whether it will be literally sort of more of a pre-season vibe where you can literally change essentially your whole team. That, that might seven, right? So, um, you know, that again, she might play one team in, in the first half and completely change it up in the second half. Um, you know, but I, I think as much as this is, isn't an opportunity to, to experiment, this England team, make no mistake, are very competitive and want to win, you know, every single game that they can and every single um, trophy that they can and, you know, they'll want to win this. They'll want, especially as sort of the, as the reigning champions, they'll want to go into to the World Cup having, you know, a, a little bit of silverware under the belt. So I'm expecting, you know, not too many surprises tomorrow. I think Serena will go fairly strong. I think it will just be who partners Kira Walsh and, and Georgia Stanway in that midfield. That will be the interesting one and, and also who she goes with up top as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you mentioned obviously Ebony Salmon that, that might have a chance. Um, and also she she reminds me of also of Lauren James. We saw very small glimpses of of Lauren um in the last camp. And yesterday she very much it, it felt like she had cemented herself so much more into the squad. Her dynamic with Millie Bright was brilliant. Um them two seemed to be such a good pair. Um she very much seems to be a lot more in the camp so I'm interested to see if if Lauren is started as well or even gets a lot of game time going back to to Rachel Hannah what do you think is the the best position for Rachel 
in the Lionesses because obviously we know she's probably the most versatile player on the pitch. She is insane. She could probably play in goal, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, she's incredible. What do you think is probably the best shout for her over the next seven or ten days? That's a really interesting one because obviously Rachel Daly scores goals. <laughs> she's literally one of you know one of the top goal scorers in the WSL this season and you know, considering she's not playing for one of those sort of top three, top four teams, I think that's really, really impressive. Um, and obviously when she has played up front for England, even from left back for, for England, she still scores goals. And I think, you know, she probably prefers to play up front, but, you know, she's the kind of player that, that will do what's needed for the team and, and will probably probably play wherever she's asked to. Um, but I mean, she is, you know, one of England's stronger defenders as well so I think that's if anything testament to her quality as a player and, and just how brilliant she actually is that you, you can put her anywhere and and she'll do a job for you but I think for the Arnold Clark I mean probably the fact that she was named as a defender and the squad probably probably says it all really that she probably will play in the defence and to be fair to England they you know we've spoken so much on this podcast about how much quality England have in every position that there are so many options up front for England that that maybe they don't quite have that same plethora in defence as well. So um, I, I do think for this tournament, she she will be um, a defender. But I mean, we have seen Serena do some pretty mad things at these tournaments in the class. I just think it was really bright that moved <laughs> for, for some of the Arnold Clark Cup games last last year. So I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. It, it's very it could happen, but. I think it's probably just going to very much depend on the opponent, depend on, I guess, what's happening in the game and and whether or not England need a goal and and what options they have or haven't already used. So definitely one to keep an eye on. But, you know, like I said, I I do think at least for the first game, if she does start, it will be at left back. Amazing. Okay, final one, team. Score predictions. What do we think it's going to be tomorrow? Jack? Uh, I'm going to be positive and say two nil England. I think Career have got a lot of a lot of quality on the pitch. I mean, you know, we all know about like G Sun, you know, for uh, G O Sun, for example, uh, the the two midfielders from Brighton as well. So I think Career can cause us problems. Uh, but I'm going to yeah, let's say Serena picks a pretty strong eleven. I think England win two nil. Two nil positive from Jack Beth. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to be positive as well. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 3 1. I'm going to say G So Yon on a, on a return to England is going to get on the score sheet for, for Korea Republic. But yeah, I'm back in England to win. I think that they're probably too strong, but I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be an easy game by any means. I think, you know, they will pose a threat, absolutely, and it'll be a good challenge, but I'm back in England to, to win. Good stuff. And Hannah, what about you? I agree. I think, you know, it might not be as, as straightforward as we think, but I, I do see England ultimately coming out on top. You just sort of look at the squad, the strength and depth and, and the quality of players throughout. I do think England will probably have too much for, for Korea. So I'll probably go a 2-0 win as well. Well, look, I'm going to make it evens and I'm also going a 3-1 win for England. All positive. Um, we're going to get some real insight into pre-World Cup as well and seeing some familiar faces from Korea Republic coming back to England. And of course, the Lioness is fighting their defending title um, of the Arnold Clark Cup. So we will see what happens tomorrow at Stadium MK. Myself and Jack will be there. 
and then it's on to Coventry on Sunday um, but hopefully we'll be back before then having a look at that and having a look at the result tomorrow so thank you all for joining um, and I'll see you all soon 